Welcome back, Webheads, to Ooh. the Webheads Podcast. It is me, Steven, and I'm here with my actual brother, my co-host. DeMarco. And <coughs> we're here, still coughing, <laughs> still stomach issues. <laughs> Always. Always. Never goes away. <laughs> Let's get it started. Been playing a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Have you finished Pokemon yet? No, but yes. taking my time, like exploring and doing stuff. Yeah. I've uh, I just finished the. Well, actually, <laughs> uh, I got the last. I uh, fought the last Titan. I did him in a weird order, but now I went to the lab to. Well, spoiler alert! I went to the lab and I'm going. I'm supposed to fight Arvin now. Mm-hmm. I do whoop my ass. Oh yeah, no, don't do that until like you're close. Like you beat the the Pokemon League, the Team Star stuff. Don't fight it. That was the first battle I've lost. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I put up a fight. Like yeah. my Pokemon were like putting in work, but he, I had, I think he only had one Pokemon left, mm-hmm. and I had one left. And if I, it was just a matter of do I heal and let him get that hit on. Or do I just do an attack and hope that it works? Mm-hmm. But he had hit me with the spikes. So, like, the moment I threw out my last Pokemon, which only had five points, he they were already out because the, the spikes took, took them out. I did all of the Titans first mm-hmm. um, before I did Team Star, before I did most of the gyms. Um, so I went to face Arvin thinking, like, oh, this should be easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, that boy smoked me the first time. <laughs> It wasn't even close. He had all six of his Pokemon left, and I was down to, like, two. And then, like, I couldn't do anything against him. I was like, you've been holding on to all these this whole time? <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't realize that his was, like, 55, and everybody else is, like, lower 50s. So the fact that I made it that far, I was, like, feeling good, but he still would <laughs> my ass. I didn't go back to my Pokemon were close to 70. <laughs> I had to, I knew I had to go back and just whip his ass. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go back. <laughs> yeah, and after I went back to the to Pokemon Center, I was like, "Do I go train now, or do I just do something yeah, else? Just, just ride it out for a little bit." <laughs> you and Fairy are the only people that I know that got Scarlet. Uh-huh. And both of you, it sounds like both of you are kind of in the the same area. Mm. But I only need like twelve more Pokemon to complete my Pokedex, mm. so I'm like. Come on, guys. Well, I, the last time I seen you, I think you said that you had like 300 Pokemon. Yeah. And then that's what kind of like fueled me. I was like, okay, I need to start just going out and catching everything. So I've just been kind of like going back to some places and catching stuff that I just kind of looked over. Yeah. And then trying to fit in just like the quest and everything. And I've been just, just trying to go through and like evolve everything I can. Some of them have pissed me off, though. There's a Pokemon called Relor. Relor. Which one's that? It's like a little beetle that rolls around a a dung ball. Mm. And the only way it'll evolve is if let it run around Pokemon Go style 
and you have to take a thousand steps, and it has to evolve outside of its Pokeball. Mm. There's, but there's no step counter. Yeah. And this Pokemon will consistently fall behind, no matter how fast you walk. <laughs> walk as slow as possible. Guess what? He's off here doing something else. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like I've walked like 3,000 steps with this guy. <laughs> he's, he's leveled up like twice. And it's like, he still hasn't evolved. See, and that's what I kind of like that they do. Because now that everything's open world and Pokemon are like just out and about, I like that they still make it so you can't find all the Pokemon like out and about. You still have to like mm-hmm. evolve some or like do everything. Yeah. Like I want to get one of those, um, what are they called? Annihilates? Yeah, I just got one. Yeah, I want one of those. But I, I haven't really been putting in any work with like a Mankey or anything or Primeape or... I just... Once it gets to be a Primeape, it's super easy to get it to Annihilate. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because I think you have to use Rage Fist like 10 times. Oh, okay. But it, I literally just went to like the beginning of the game, found like all these level 3 Pokemon, mm. and just each one I did, uh. I just hit it with one. <laughs> and then you just move on to the next and it, it evolved in like 5 minutes. See, and then my thing is, like, I'm trying to have a team that's completely new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So to have a Mankey on there, just going to, like, ruin it, so. I had to evolve my Sligo mm-hmm. to a Gudra. But the only way to do it is for it to be above level 50, and it'll only evolve in the rain. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> but then I keep playing it. It's like, it just keeps going from night to day, night to day. <laughs> and I'm not getting any rain. So finally, last night, uh, they have that feature called... Union, I forgot what it's called. Union something where I can go to your game or you can go to my oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Ferial, she finally got to like a point in the game where I was like, okay, if she gets there, then I can finally go over and, and get what I need. And then, um, so I go to her game and then it's it starts raining. And I have this Saigu in my, in my party. So, I was like, oh, this is, shit. This is the time. So, I, I had um, stuff, mm. the candy. What's it called? Yeah, the... It's a large XP candy. Yeah. So I had like 15 uh, large EXP candies. So I was like, let me just throw two on there real quick, see if it'll go up a level. It does, and then it starts evolving. I was like, yes. <laughs> and then two seconds later, it stops raining. I was like, oh, perfect. Yeah, I don't I don't know if if it's supposed to happen like this, but when I was battling Arvin, mm. it like got really intense because he took out like two of mine, and I had just taken out two of his, yeah. and then it starts raining. I'm like, I don't know if that was like triggered supposed to happen in the game, but it made the the battle like way more. He would eat with my ass. I was embarrassed. <laughs> but I like uh I mean there's one Pokemon that's in your game that I can't get. And it's uh Armor Rouge. Mm-hmm. You know uh Charcedet, a little small little fire Pokemon. Looks like he has oh, armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On. So in my game he turns you can evolve it into C- Cerulege. Oh yeah, yeah. Yours looks better than mine. <laughs> But um, I, there's nothing in my game that would allow me to make it evolve into uh, armorish. Mm. So <laughs> I've been trying to do the, the help on the terror raid battles, hoping that I see one. Yeah. And then every time this one pops up, that thing's strong as hell. Man. <laughs> it it whoops everybody that's out there. <laughs> yeah, I just started doing the terror raid battles yesterday because I was just like, I was like, what else can I do in this game? So I started doing the terror raid battles. I've only done like level like like one two star ones mm. um but I'm like okay this is a lot better than the 
the ones that were in short and, sword and shield yeah how like you had to wait for everyone to go and then this and that yeah. so i was like okay I, I like these ones a little bit better yeah i got um so some when that whole charizard one was going on mm. i was i kept trying to jump into other people's battles hopefully that they could take the reins yeah. and then i can still catch it um and it wasn't working the first couple of days I, like we just kept getting our ass beat and then somebody just traded me a Charmander randomly. Yeah, same. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll take it. <laughs> and then a few days after that, I tried the, the Terror Raid battle again, and it worked. So I caught one. <laughs> now I just keep that. It's him. It's usually just him and Ditto in my party. <laughs> and that's it. It's just the two of them. <laughs> we don't do anything but just, just ride through and beat people's ass. <laughs> they did the, the Cinderace one last weekend. Mm. I tried to jump in on those ones. Nah, nobody could beat that guy. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know how people were doing it, but ever I jumped in like six, mm. and every one of them, nobody could do anything. <laughs> nobody. And then finally, like, I was like, you know what? Forget. It. I'm just gonna <laughs> see if somebody will trade me one just randomly. <coughs> and I was doing the was it a secret trade mm. for like 15 minutes, and then somebody sent me a score bunny. It's like perfect. <laughs> Not even gonna try to go back in. <laughs> I hope they announce some DLC mm-hmm. sometime this year, because I like the DLC for uh, Sword and Shield, so hopefully yeah. they'll do some more for this one. Oh, that's what I forgot. Uh, my my Pokemon collection, mm-hmm. my cards, mm-hmm. finally got those last two. Which ones did you need again? Uh, Glass, Drear, and Spectre. Oh, they have cards now? Nice. Yeah. So I got, until these uh, these new... Violet and Scarlet ones come out in a couple months. Got them all. I finally did it. <laughs> I did it. 898 different Pokemon. That's it? Mm-hmm. I thought there was more by this point. But these new ones are just... Oh. Now we're over... Probably close to 1,000. And that has been the Webheads Podcast on Pokemon. <laughs> what do we got coming out this week? Um, I don't know if anybody's reading Alien or saw the movies and wants to read them. But Alien number 5 is out there. Uh, Avengers Forever number 13 um, that's part of yeah that's what yours is leading to the you're reading um, Avengers 2 Wonder Man and Beast Marvel Tales number 1 don't ask me what that's about uh, Dark Web tie-in X-Men number 3 those have been pretty good uh, just a little I don't know if you remember in Inferno how uh, Madeline just kind of like had havoc running around like a, a nutso mm-hmm. And it's just like doing it. I'll do anything for Madeline. <laughs> He's like, she's really working him again right now in this dark web series. And it's, he's just giving in. <laughs> she's got him in the whole like ripped up outfit and everything. That's the thing. He's barely covering anything on that guy. And he's got muscles. <laughs> uh, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man number four. I got to be honest. I stopped at number two. The artwork is good, but the story is just... Yeah, I haven't. After it came out, I just kind of was like, oh, I'll wait till it comes out on the app. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool number three. Stopped at number one on that one. It's not anything new, really. Deadpool's going to be Deadpool. Uh, Hulk number 11. Immortal X Men number 10. Invinci- Invincible Iron Man number two. That first one was pretty good. Uh, no More, the Submariner, Conquered Shores. That series has been. This is number four. It's coming out this week. That one's been pretty good. The scrolls came and attacked Earth, like demolishing like everything, and the Avengers went up into space to go fight them, leaving Earth 
unprotected and now like everything is sinking into the water mm. and uh, Atlantis has pretty much come to kind of rule everything so now normal people are living underwater and stuff like that in like these air tanks but still mm. and Namor is no longer king so he's too, he's too tired he's too old um, but he's going around trying to save like the the rest of the earth dwellers that are kind of mm. still living above ground uh, so right now he's going around with like Luke Cage um, trying to help people it's pretty good like a little end of the world kind of thing. Peter Parker and Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Double Trouble, number three. I, mm. I haven't read it. It looks, uh, every cover I've seen for it looks like kind of like kiddish. Oh, okay. So I think it might be like a little. Like young, younger yeah. reader. Uh, Punisher, number nine. Spider-Man, The Lost Hunt, number three. I, I'm giving this one another shot on this third issue. The first two haven't exactly loved them. So I'm giving it another shot at number three. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 30. Star Wars Han Solo and Chewbacca, number nine. I'm just never going to catch up on those. No. <laughs> I've already, I've already <laughs> given given myself the go-ahead, just like give up <laughs> trying to read them. Strange, number 10. Uh, Venom, number 15. Uh, I believe this, this Venom and the... 14 and 15 on Venom, and I think 16 are all tie-ins for Dark Web. Mm. Um, well, yeah, con- I want to know what's going on with that. Because I've, I've read some Venom stuff mm. recently, and I know his son is... Eddie Rock's son is Venom now. Uh, yeah. So I want to know what's going on, why he's it, working with... Yeah, read it. It's <laughs> good. Yeah. The, the, um, the, that Dark Web... Number one that I told you about, mm. um, they I believe they bring him in there okay. to kind of explain what's going on, but it's it it gets good. So if you do read the dark web stuff, whenever either now or when it comes on the Marvel Unlimited app, make sure you read that the Venom tie-in. Okay, because it'll uh, go further into it. Wakanda number four, I stopped that one after number one, and uh, Wasp number one. It has the same kind of covers as those Ant-Man ones that came out last year, mm-hmm. where they were traveling back into time, back into time and forward in time. So I'm not sure. This is supposed to be a separate story, but um, this is also, I believe, the 60th anniversary of the Wasp as well this year. So it's it's supposed to be a nice little quick series. Okay. I still got to read those Ant-Man ones. They were good. I, I think it. they're on the app now, so... Yeah, they should be. I think it ended <laughs> a couple months ago. And that's that. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. So, today we got a little story called Armor Wars 2. If you guys remember... What are we on? Episode 68? 67? One of those two. Back on episode 49, uh, we did... The original Armor Wars story. Mm-hmm. And um, that was in July last year, I think. Yeah, um, I remember doing that one. Yeah, so and that was issues uh, 225 to 232 of Iron Man. And it's, it's we're on the same Iron Man run right now. And today we're going through issues 258 through 266. So it's about... 
was that about two years between the stories, give or take. Um, and this story has absolutely nothing to do with the first one. <laughs> like, not at all. And in this story, I'm not going to get into it in any of this stuff, mm-hmm. but there's a whole subplot behind the main event here that has nothing, it doesn't get concluded in any of the stories, so I didn't write anything about it. <laughs> but it's, it's a whole Mandarin uh, backstory, and Fing Fang Foom shows up. It, it, but it has nothing to do with any of this. And I wish they would tell you that stuff. It's, yeah. Because it's like, the first couple issues that I read, I was writing notes on it, thinking that it had something to do with all this. And it makes it even worse because the, the subplot starts at the same time as the, the Armor Wars stuff. So I was like, what the hell, guys? Let's get to it. We started at 258. Uh, Tony's putting the finishing touches on uh, Stark Enterprise's newest training center. Uh, think of something like the, the X-Men's Danger Room. He's building one for himself. And he has his uh, BFF, James Rhodey. Or James Rhodes, a.k.a. Rhodey, tested out by battling two Ironmans in a virtual suit. Uh, Rhodey takes out one of them, and he's having trouble with the second one. But he also isn't sure that one of the Ironmans isn't his actual boss, Tony. Uh, so while he examines the one that he beat up, the other one digs underground, comes up with 20 tons of rock in his hand, <laughs> and then drops it on Rhodey's head and ends the fight. Which is <laughs> really fucked up. One, I mean, it does show how strong the suit is. Mm. But two, it's like, that your friend's in there. Yeah. Your best friend is in there. <laughs> you have to have, like, real confidence in your in your, tech, yeah. in your work to know that your friend's going to be fine. That's, yeah. I don't know who I trust that much. <laughs> <laughs> I think no matter who I trust and love, you know, get in the suit and just lay there. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 20 tons. It's not that bad. Like, you'll be okay. I don't... Even if Ferio told me that, like, how do we know that? Like, I need the. Where's the studies? Can we start at like one ton? And the or other like thing a is, thousand pounds. Yeah, the other thing too is that like, he's fighting a virtual Iron Man here, with the same suit. Put the virtual in there. Why you got to test this on me? So uh, when he exits the room, uh, is when Rhodey finds out that one of the suits was a remote controlled armor. And Tony was in the other one. Uh, surprisingly, Rhodey beat the actual Iron Man and got his ass beat by the remote control version. What does that say about your... <laughs> Probably nothing good. So Tony uh, Tony loves it all uh, because now he can easily convince people that he is an Iron Man. He doesn't have to... Because Rhodey doesn't like getting in the suit. And so now he can easily bring out a, an Iron Man to stand right next to him. He doesn't have to play the whole... No, I'm not Iron Man. No one said you were. Do you really think I would be in a suit made of armor? Why would okay, I ever we, do that? We, we know it's not you. I know I have a lot of money, but I would still not be in a suit of armor. Just because you've around. never seen me and him in the same room at the same time. You know, the more you keep talking, the more I keep thinking you're Iron Man. <laughs> so, after all that, they go get cleaned up. And as they walk away, Tony starts to complain about some uh, severe muscle pain that he's been experiencing lately. Uh, miles away from where they're at, uh, there's this guy named Kirsten DeWitt. 
and he's grinning ear to ear because of the success of his grand scheme against Mr. Stark, uh, which we don't find out about until later. I can't wait to find out. So a little while later, Tony receives a call from his receptionist, uh, Mrs. Arbogast, and she tells him there's an emergency at, uh, they call it Nuke U, but it's that's the Stark Enterprise's nuclear research facility. So he gets in his Iron Man suit, he takes off. Uh, when he gets there, all of his employees are running for their lives. <laughs> he makes his way in and all he sees are like, uh, these small finger-sized lasers cutting through steel beams uh, that eventually fall on top of him. Uh, he makes his way out, but as he moves across the rooms, uh, the, as he gets out of the room, lasers keep cutting new pieces of steel, and they keep dropping down from the ceiling. Um, but he, he's barely making it out. He's using his repulsors, blasting them away as they come down. But he's barely getting out. As he makes his way further into the facility, he sees that reactor number one uh, is dangerously close to overheating because the coolant pipes have been cut. And he's able to shut down the reactor, and he does the same for number two. Uh, but when he takes it, when he takes the underground route to number three, uh, the floor comes crashing down on top of him. So now trapped under more debris, he blasts his way out. As he gets closer to freedom, he hears a familiar voice taunting him. When he finally reaches daylight... Uh, now he's down, he's standing face to face with the Titanium Man. Who is in Armor Wars? Uh, yes, right. and that was uh, 258, so now we're on 259. Uh, so Titanium Man, um, even, at this point, Titanium Man, even being alive, uh, is a complete shock to Iron Man because he was believed to be dead by the whole world. Uh, Iron Man knows that uh, he either has to be a ghost or a hologram, but he can't spend his time trying to figure out which one is which. Uh, this Titanium Man is blocking Iron Man uh, from shutting down reactor number three, which is going to blow any second now. And then remembering that Titanium Man is probably a ghost or something else, he just flies through him uh, to the reactor, but he doesn't have enough time to properly shut it down. So he uses his repulsors to dig out the ground around it, and he flies it to the ocean and buries it underwater water until it explodes there uh, just as he makes it to the surface. And uh, I made sure I put this in my notes. Uh, let it be said here that Tony Stark does not care about the environment <laughs> whatsoever. He took a nuclear bomb to the ocean and just let it explode under there. Mm-hmm. And then just flew back home. Yep. He could have killed some <laughs> species that only found in that part of the ocean. Yeah, he killed some species. He mutated some. <laughs> Polluted our water. He might be killing all of us. <laughs> He might be the reason for cancer. <laughs> Tony Stark doesn't care about uh, the ocean, and Tony Stark doesn't care about black people. This <laughs> is to get some rest. He falls asleep on his couch, um, but when he wakes up three days later, he's in San Francisco <laughs> with a woman that he's never seen before, and he has no memories of the last three days. <laughs> so he, when he realizes what's going on, he rushes to call Mrs. Uh, Arbogast, and she's losing her mind over at Stark Enterprises. Uh, the Nuclear Re- Regulatory Commission has been on her back uh, to talk to Tony about what happened at the plant a few days ago. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to that guy from earlier, uh, Kirsten DeWitt, and we can see that his plan is moving further along. We still don't know what his issue is at the moment, though. So uh, Tony, now dressed as Iron Man, flies back to Nuke U. When he arrives, he sees that the damages will cost him billions 
while standing in the rubble, a laser shoots up from under him, cutting a circle around him, dropping him underground. Uh, his boot jets are clogged with debris, so he can't fly. And when he hits the ground, he sees Titanium Man in what looks like a million different mirrors. Uh, kind of think of that scene in uh, Last Jedi, where Ray has she's just seen multiple versions of herself. He's just seen Titanium Man like that all around him. And Titanium Man's taunting him, and he vows revenge, at which point Iron Man confesses to being responsible for his death. Um, as soon as he says that, uh, the ghost of Titanium Man disappears, and the true villain steps forward, and it's the living laser. Ooh. 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 I'm a laser. <laughs> so then we go over to 260. Uh, the next we see um, Arthur Park, a.k.a. the living laser, uh, hovering above Iron Man and shows him that he was using his lasers, his lasers to provide the hologram of Titanium Man. Um, he did it to try to bring out the real Iron Man because he heard recently that the original Iron Man had died and been replaced. But now that Iron Man let it spill that he was responsible for Titanium Man's death, uh, Laser knows that he's the original. So Laser then surrounds Iron Man with pencil-thin lasers all around him. And Iron Man tries to use his repulsors to free himself, but it doesn't do anything. Um, I don't know why you would try to fight light with light. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not going to work, but go for it. Go ahead, cook. So now Laser, uh, the living Laser wants to kill Iron Man. So he starts glowing white hot, and he, <coughs> and he forces Iron Man to close his eye shields, uh, or he's just going to go blind because the light's that bright. So Iron Man somehow lands a solid punch on the Laser, but it only stumbles in for a second, and Laser blasts him down. He shoots Tony with lasers, and it blasts him like halfway down the hallway. Don't ask how long the hallway is because I don't know. I'm bad with square footage. Uh, with Iron Man struggling to get to his feet, the laser is getting pissed. And he wants Iron Man to go out with the fight. Um, in a last ditch effort, Iron Man sets his repulsors to an alternating frequency. Uh, but it only slows the laser down a bit. And laser shoots a small... There's so much laser talk. <laughs> Shoots a small laser shot through his uh, suit, and it goes right through the suit, through Tony's shoulder, and out the backside of the suit. Real damage. Yeah. And then as they keep fighting, uh, we travel over to see this guy, Kirsten DeWitt, again, and we find out more of the plan. He works for uh, this company called the Mars Corporation. Uh, when Tony was damaged in a fight a few months ago, he lost feeling in his legs, and the company came forward and offered to... Uh, help fix his legs and when they did they implanted uh, this microscopic device inside of him uh, to monitor and to be able to control his motor functions he should have did more research on that and uh, oh is that when Tony was working, like his Professor X chair yeah oh okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so Kirsten uh, can't see what Tony sees but but he can tell by his vitals that Tony is in danger and then uh, the Mars twins, who own the corporation, are there watching as well, knowing that if Tony dies, uh, it's going to ruin their plan. So uh, one of the twins, his name is uh, Desmond Mars, he orders DeWitt to shut down Tony's, mo uh, shut down Tony's mobility. <laughs> that makes... <laughs> so if he dies, something's going on. And if he dies, our plans are ruined. So, so let's make it so he can't move. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. We can't see anything. <laughs> but I'm assuming some... that him not moving might help. Obviously, his vitals are going crazy right now. He's in danger. Yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's make him immobile so he can't protect himself. <laughs> so he tells him, hey, cut off that mobility. Just let him fall where he's at. So just then, the living laser is powering up to send one last shot to end Iron Man, and then Iron Man just falls to the ground lifeless. <laughs> and <laughs> the laser gets pissed off. He doesn't want to be an Iron Man this way, so he shoots out a huge blast of light and disappears. After it's all over, Stark Enterprises EMTs come out and retrieve Iron Man, uh, and they try to check for signs of life and or breathing. They don't get anything, and they believe him to be dead. Oh, no. So then we go over to 261. The table is broken. The table. <laughs> <coughs> every time I, I know that sound isn't associated with what I think it is, but every time I hear somebody say that, I always think, you remember years, years ago where uh, that girl was dancing on her table and then she takes one step back too far and the table flips oh, yeah. and she falls down a <laughs> <hella> little hard. <coughs> Peak YouTube right there. <laughs> Peak YouTube. The the way that video is being shared across the internet. <laughs> the was girl amazing. was a hero. Yeah. So now we're over at 261. Uh, Tony's on his deathbed. He finds himself stuck in his armor, immobilized. He has no idea why he can't move or talk, but he needs to figure it out ASAP. Emergency in Stark Enterprises. Uh, crews all gather around the table thinking that Iron Man is dead. Um, as they start taking him to the ambulance, <laughs> as they start taking him to the ambulance, Tony uses encephalo circuit built into his helmet. I, I knew that I could pronounce that word, and I still put it in the notes. <laughs> so Tony uses his encephalo circuit helmet. Uh, encephalo circuits built into his helmet to control the remote suit that's in his office. And uses it to retrieve Tony's lifeless body from Nuke U. Uh, when they both arrive back at Stark Enterprise's main headquarters, uh, Rhodey is al- already there waiting, and Rhodes takes them to a secure area of the building where there are no cameras. Um, Desmond and Phoebe Mars are watching the screens with Kirsten DeWitt while they discuss the long term benefits of tormenting Tony with their implant. Before they leave, Desmond tells DeWitt to allow Stark his mobility again. And that was 261. <laughs> so on 262, uh, now able to move again, Stark gets uh, the world's best doctors to come in and check out his body. He thinks all this happened because of his excessive drinking from the past, uh, but they all give him a pretty clean bill of health. Uh, DeWitt wastes no time taking over Tony again after the Mars twins leave, and seconds later, Tony's walking with Rhodey, and he turns. He just turns in a different direction. The, both of them are walking down the hallway, Tony just hits a quick left and just starts walking the other way. So, uh, Rhodey starts to follow his BFF from far behind. And as he follows him, he realizes that none of the security guards are on duty. Except for one. And he's around because he was paid a million dollars by the Mars Corporation to allow them access to the cameras. So, uh, Rhodey finds this out. He beats the shit out of the security guard. And then he handcuffs him. He handcuffs him to a pole and then knocks down the camera that the Mars Corporation installed. So instead of giving them remote access to their cameras, 
they had this man install another camera <laughs> <laughs> that would face all of the security camera footage. <laughs> you guys had a million dollars to give away. <laughs> Putting a camera in is, I mean, now it's just as simple as just setting up, setting up to the Wi-Fi and you're good. Mm -hmm. But back then, like, I'm assuming this is closed circuit, so you had to, like, go in... Get some wires, you know, attach it to this thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit more difficult then. <laughs> Nobody questioned why now there's a camera watching the cameras. Like, how long was it there? <laughs> this man, it's like a full, <coughs> it's like a full, like, TV camera, like, big. <laughs> like... No one comes to check on this guy and say, hey, what's this camera for? And it's, it's like, it's literally just sitting there on like a, a table facing the cameras. Let's see. Yeah, he beats the crap out of the security guard. He knocks down the camera. And Rhodey gets back to business and he finds Tony about to leave the building. And when he <laughs> tries to stop Tony from leaving, Tony just turns around and smacks him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but Rhodes is able to get up and then... Uh, he just picks up Tony. He takes him down to the secured lab. And so even though DeWitt and the Mars twins have control of Tony's body, they don't have control of his mind. So uh, he realizes that the only way for him to investigate what's happening to him is to use the remote armor so he can still get around on his own, but he knows that he's going to have to cause some damage to his nervous system uh, because his body his body is basically just going to be fighting against the suit as long as he's in there. So... Then we jump over to 263. Uh, DeWitt's trying his hardest to take control of Tony, but he's confused because his computers show that he's still in complete neurological control of Tony. Um, but Stark seems to be moving around on his own. But because they can't see, they can't see him anymore on any of the cameras. They have no idea what the hell's going on. So Rhodey and Tony work on the suit to make sure that's going to work the way they think it will. They take one of the, the gauntlets off of Tony's arms. And <laughs> as soon as they take it off, one of his arms, his arm just starts losing. <laughs> and just swinging around. Just going <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> and ends up smacking Rhodey in the face again. <laughs> and they, they find a way to restrain the arm. And they put the gauntlet back on. And seconds later, the living laser shows up. Looking to finish uh, what he started with Iron Man. And Iron Man's like... Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, he's in the middle of trying to figure out what's wrong with him in his lab. And he sees on the cameras as the living laser shows up. And he's like, yeah, I could do this now. It seems like a good time to yeah. do this. So he, he goes out there for the fight. Rhodey knows that uh, Tony is going to need backup. And since Rhodey isn't going to put the suit on, uh, he calls in some favors from the Avengers. Hank Pym and Wonder Man show up to assist. And Wonder Man just gets straight to it. He starts fighting the laser, and then he gives Iron Man enough time to adjust his repulsors and shoot out enough power to send the living laser atom by atom across the city. Uh, because he's But because he's made of uh, pure energy, uh, the living laser is never really going to die. Uh, but it's going to take him years to get himself back into one piece, and now Tony feels like he has a clean conscience. Everything's okay. <laughs> so then we jump over to 264. Uh, due to the building being blown to pieces and the living laser showing up multiple times, uh, Stark Enterprises is dealing with a labor strike. And uh, using an image inducer, Rhodey, using an image inducer, Rhodey pretends to be Tony, 
And he gives a press conference letting everyone know that Stark Enterprises should be back to business as usual within the next 24 hours. Uh, employees of Stark Enterprises don't give a crap what he's saying. <laughs> they form a dangerous mob outside of the headquarters, and they're ready to burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I used to work here. Who cares? I'm going to jail for arson. <laughs> I'm going to burn this place to the ground. I found a different job in prison. <laughs> oh, yeah, out there in the mob of people, uh, one guy hops in. Uh, I don't know. One guy hops in a monster truck, <laughs> and he, he drives it straight through the front gates, and he almost runs over Rody. Tony, seeing all this from his nice little uh, office, flies out in his uh, Iron Man suit. He ends up creating a large moat in the parking lot to stop any of them from driving towards it, uh, from driving towards the building. And then Iron Man then wants to show his employees that he's still as strong as ever. So he picks up the monster truck and just chucks it into the sky. Tony Stark, you allowed me to buy this monster truck. Now I'm going to destroy your business with it. That's every Iron Man villain. (laughs) Then Iron Man comes out. You think I'm weak? You think I'm weak? Watch this. You built a monster truck with scraps in a cave. Like, why did you need to prove to everybody? Like, they're upset because you keep putting them in dangerous positions. And then you were like, no, they must think I'm weak. And it's like he looked at him and he was like, you think I'm pussy? That's what you guys think this is? You think you can run up on me? He's, like, he's like Denzel Washington in Training Day. <laughs> you think you can run up on me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the cough got me. So he thought, yeah, he throws the monster truck in the air. It comes down, wrecks. I, I they never said if the guy got out of the monster truck. I don't know. And then as he flies away, he crawled out and he was like, "I got a monster headache now." <laughs> <laughs> if it was a cartoon show, that's what would have happened. Oh, monster headache! <laughs> as he flies away, as Iron Man flies away, he's above the building, and it feels like his heart. Is seizing up on him, and he just falls from the sky through the roof of the building, and then we jump to two sixty five. Uh, those rioters uh, find Iron Man, <laughs> so he falls through the the roof of the building. the The rioters that are outside are they're still there. They're not done with this, so they go find Iron Man, <laughs> and then they find him in the rubble of the building they just <laughs> fell through. <laughs> And then they start beating him with the bat. <laughs> That's how much they hate Iron Man. Does that actually affect him? Like, is he like... No. But he's like, he has no control over his body. So, like... I mean, he has control over it because he's in the, the remote suit. Hmm. But, like, his heart seized up on him. And that's why he fell for it. So, they're, just, they're literally just beating him with the bat. It's not making any dance on the suit at all. So, uh, meanwhile, DeWitt gives Iron Man control of his body again. And Iron Man flies into the sky. Uh, but he feels like he's flying like a madman. He's just kind of like erratically flying through the sky. Uh, but he's flying away from the building. So, Rhodey runs. He hops in the uh, Stark Enterprises helicopter. And he starts taking off after Iron Man. He catches up to him and he grabs him into the chopper with the sky hook. That uh, apparently this helicopter has on it. <laughs> It's a Tony Stark uh, helicopter. Yeah. Of course it does. It's Inspector Gadget. 
Uh, but he notices that there's another helicopter in the area, and when he turns around to see like whose helicopter that is, uh, he sees that it's the Mars Corporation. Dun dun dun. <sighs> when they get back to Stark Enterprises, Rhodey takes uh, Rhodey does a physical on Tony, and they're noticing more damage to his nervous system than before, which they expected. And also, when did Rhodey become a doctor? He's an army man, a pilot, uh, a doctor. <laughs> an urgent care doctor? <laughs> so, uh, Tony now realizes that uh, the pain he's been feeling isn't from his surgery, and it's not from his drinking. Someone must be controlling him. So, Rhodey tells him that he saw the Mars Corporation's helicopter following them when they were flying around earlier, and they start to put two and two together. So, Stark... Enterprises also recently just beat out the Mars Corporation on purchasing a different company. And he finds where their headquarters is located. Tony f- finds uh, the Mars Corporation, figures out where they're located. And he flies over his Iron Man to put an end to all of this crap. He gets there. He blasts through the walls, destroying billions of dollars worth of equipment. And then seconds later, we see uh, that guy from earlier, Kirsten DeWitt, enter the room in his own Hulk-busting looking armor that he made on his own whoa and then see we're already here last <laughs> issue 266 uh dewitt uses his armor hammer <laughs> he has armor hammers and uh cannons to knock back iron man smashing him around throwing him through walls uh dewitt is pissed off and wants revenge on iron man for completely unknown reasons <laughs> they don't ever get into why he has this much of a beef with iron man um, Iron Man gets his turn in the sunlight <coughs> and tackles DeWitt through uh, the wall uh, towards outside. They fight back and forth. DeWitt uh, finally gets the upper hand with his armor cannons. Uh, and to even the fight, Iron Man gets back up again. And this time in the form of... and uh, <laughs> You said they made sense. <laughs> it will now. And then uh, <laughs> we see that Rhodey decided to uh, don the suit once again, and he immediately oh, dives man. down and blasts DeWitt uh, together along with Tony. <laughs> and they decide to take the transponder coils from his uh, from DeWitt's... Oh, no, they take the transponder coils from his gauntlet, from Tony's gauntlet, and attach them to Rhodes' uh, external power. And uh, they form a blast that shoots... DeWitt clear across the city into a skyscraper that then proceeds to fall on top of him, killing him. A whole skyscraper? Yeah. <laughs> they, they hit him that hard. He flew across the town, hit a skyscraper, and then the skyscraper fell on top of him. That seems excessive. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. But it, it, clearly his... Uh, his suit wasn't built like Iron Man's. Cause it wasn't built to handle 20 tons. No. He's dead. And then uh, rummaging through the wreckage, Iron Man recovers DeWitt's body and takes off his mask and realizes that he has no idea who this was (laughs) (laughs) or why he had this much of a beef with him. That was it. I don't even know you. Who the hell is this? That was it. I'm honestly surprised I made it through. (laughs) That was it. That was uh, Armor Wars 2. He fought a guy... He didn't really fight. He fought the living laser. There wasn't really any wars or... No. 
barely any armor. Mm-mm. He did. He wore the same suit the whole time, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Was no least, armor wear here. At least in the first one, he had like a stealth suit and yeah. his regular suit, and he was fighting people that were using his technology. Yeah. against <laughs> this one, it was just like one guy built a suit on his own. It shows up in the last issue. It's like I'm here to kill you, and then on top of that, Tony didn't even know who he was. Yeah, or what his beef was. I was looking it up, and I I saw that. John Romita Jr. is uh, the penciler. Yeah. And I was like, I guess this is okay. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. But the but, story um, does not strike me as anything I need. I would want to go back and read myself. Uh, no. I, I'm giving it a... Uh, I said forget about it, cuz. Yes. For sure. I said forget about it, cuz. That was for my brother here. Because um, it was just... That was eight issues. We're we spent less time talking about this than we did yours last week. <laughs> <laughs> and your story had no story. <laughs> I just went through eight issues. Yeah, and this was the same again, if this was, you know, reading something when it came out, one issue a month or twice a month, whatever the release schedule was, maybe, you know, I feel like this actually would have been very disappointing and yeah to like you're spending eight months you know if they're mm-hmm. doing it once a month eight months reading this whole story just to find out the guy we don't know who the hell he is yeah I can only hope that like they spent some of the next issues mm. like even though it's not a part of the event because it the every cover had the title Armor Wars two across it um, and then the issue after. 266 doesn't have that anymore so i would only hope that maybe they dive into it a little bit more mm-hmm. over those stories and also too like i thought about this a while ago like where the first armor wars was 225 to 232 i think this one's 255 or 258 to 266 like i don't know about anybody else but if a comic book is that far into the the story, I'm not jumping in. True. So if I if you're two sixty six in already, like is it disappointing, yeah. But Unless like yeah, the only people I could see is like if you you know, were reading Iron Man before and mm. then you like the first Armor Wars, and then you stop reading, and then you saw there's Armor Wars 2, and you're like, yeah, yeah let's go, let's jump back in. That could be it. But, yeah, overall, not yeah. touching this. No. Honestly, to be quite honest with you, I didn't like the first one either. Uh, the first one was okay. It wasn't a great story, but it wasn't this bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going back. And there you have it, folks. There you have it. Our decision is final. Shut no going back. We've already pushed the buttons. You guys can read it. You can read it. You can tell us. Would you forget about it? Kyle? Tell me I'm wrong. I or dare would you. you blow up a house? Dad, I would love for one of you to tell me that you think I'm wrong. That this was a good story. You know, I've seen some people say that it's not a good idea for you to, like if you're getting into comics, to read, uh, just start with events. Mm. I've seen some people say that it's not a good idea. Um... I can understand that. I mean, because events usually are the you know the 
accumulation of, you know, the, the previous story. So, mm. you know, like, it wouldn't make sense for you to jump into, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was going to say Spider-Geddon or uh, wouldn't be a good spot. But I, that's kind of like you know, okay, spot to jump into, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of get it, too, because, like, I'm reading, I wanted to read Secret Wars, the 2015 one, um, but then everything I see says, like, yeah, you could just read the standalone Secret Wars, and you'll be fine, but it's, like, if you have the ability to, um, you probably want to go back and read, like, yeah, some of the lead-up stuff, so they had me reading uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Uh, from 2012 and then his Avengers run after that mm. um, so the the secret was to start for 2015 and I'm reading stuff in 2012 so you got a whole three so, years of... yeah and it's the list isn't short no but the Avengers issues alone I know are are long yeah I think it's like 40 Avengers issues before I even get to secret wars yeah so <laughs> and do I like I, I was reading it to kind of eventually prep myself for the movie when it comes out in a few years do I think they're going to fit three years of comic book stories into that no but I just like seeing like the it's like when you read Harry Potter and then you see the movies it's like yeah yeah I mean and that's what it's all about it's like at this point I never go into a movie thinking um, I'm, I read the story prior, so I know what's going to happen. Yeah. I go in thinking, how I wonder what parts of that story they're going to use to like move this plot. You know, yeah. it's like there's always just like small, not small details, but like there's pieces of it that they take from the books to make it fit in what we've already gotten or like how they want it to work. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, I agree. It, sometimes it's not the best place to start with an event. Mm. Um. But, I mean, it's really up to the reader, right? Like, if you want, if you're reading the event and you're like, oh, what does this mean? Or, like, what are they talking about here? Yeah. yeah. Then you can go back and, you know, try to figure out what's going on and this and that. But I feel like for some people, it might be a good place to start because it's just, like, after the event is usually when it starts at, like, ground zero again. Yeah. And then you can kind of, like, get back into it and... Because I, I think I started with uh, X-Men versus Avengers, mm. or Avengers versus X-Men. Um, that was the first, like, books I bought, and that was an event. I didn't really know fully what was happening prior, mm. but it kind of just, once it that ended, that's when the whole Marvel Now started, and the yeah. whole status quo of everybody changes. So it, it allowed me to kind of jump in. Yeah. On a separate topic, so Secret Wars... Then Fantastic Four, and then, or is it King Dynasty, Fantastic Four, and then Secret Wars? Let's see. So it is. It goes Deadpool, Fantastic Four, King Dynasty, and then Secret Wars. Okay. I know that they're. They said that they're casting for Fantastic Four right now, right? I think they said yeah. They're looking into some people. And that movie's supposed to come out two thousand twenty-five. Do you think that? I I can only imagine that they'll cast. Within like the next, we're in January now. I'd say by August they have people casted, right? Maybe by the end of the year. I would say summer. Okay. I'd summer. say, yeah, summer. So that's another six months or so. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think that we see the Fantastic Four anytime before their movie comes out? No. Not at all? Not at all. I mean, what do we got? What do we got this year? Ant-Man? Ant-Man, February 17th. Guardians, May 5th. Uh, The Marvels, July 28th. Captain... Oh, and that's... Yeah, that's this year. And then Captain America comes out next year. Um... You notice they never put the shows on those lists of like what's coming out timeline wise. Yeah, I mean this list is specifically it like I clicked on films, so there's a whole section for TV, but um, yeah, I don't think there's anywhere really that they can fit into. I mean, unless they're they're not going to show up in Ant Man because the movie's already been filmed. Mm -hmm. Why would they show up in Guardians? It wouldn't make sense. The Marvels. I don't see them showing up anywhere in there that would I think make sense. I don't think they'll show up in the Marvels, but I think something that happens in the Marvels will probably have something to do with Yeah. The Fantastic Four coming to I guess coming to life. Yeah. And then after that there'd be those would be the last films we get in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty four we would have our first movie would be Captain America New World Order in May. And then Thunderbolt in July, and then Blade. So I don't think they would really fit into any of those. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of Phase 5. Phase 6 would be Deadpool 3, then the Fantastic Four. It seems so far away, but... I think it feels so far away, but, like, I don't know. We're getting stuff in between, and, like, I'm fine with them taking their time. and Yeah, it's going to fly by, too, though. Yeah. I mean, 2023, I feel like we're going to start getting our first news on the movies coming out next year. I mean, that's only next year that we're going to get these movies. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start getting Captain America news, I'd say, May. Mm-hmm. I would think, I mean, a year away Yeah, is like no time, really. Yeah, I don't want any news. Don't show me shit. Don't tell me nothing. Thunderbolts will probably get some news. I think Comic-Con, this upcoming Comic-Con is going to be pretty... Yeah. Um, Packed with some some good stuff. Hopefully, when's D twenty three usually? Is that before or after Comic Con? Uh, typically it's in like July, mm. uh, June or July or something. But it's like every two years. Oh, I don't know. They when COVID hit, they were supposed to do it twenty twenty, and then they didn't do it that year. I don't think they did it twenty twenty one. This last year's was the first one they did, so I don't know if they'll do it this year. And start doing it every year, or if they're gonna still make it an every two year thing. Well, I mean, Comic Con would be a good enough time to give us some news on everything, because by the time this Comic Con rolls around, I think those are in June, right? I think so. I always mix up Comic Con and E three, but <clears throat> by that point, the Marvels should either be out or about to come out, and then that'll just give us some Captain America news, hopefully. Um, Thunderbolts and hopefully Blade. Yeah. And what's going on with that side of the universe? Um, the the main Marvel thing I'm looking forward to this year, Spider Man Two, the game. Oh yeah, I I am trying to wait to see if they release like a new version of a PS Five. Mm-hmm. Maybe hopefully a smaller one. <laughs> that shit's huge. It's ridiculous. It's huge. Um, because it's kind of heavy. Yeah. And if they do, then I'll get one. Yeah. Because I want to play that game so bad. Yeah. Um, I, 
I saw I saw something online where they were talking about it the other day. And I was like, I don't care what you guys are saying. Just put out the pre-order so I can <laughs> put my card information in and get this shit cracking. Yeah, fall, that, fall this year. That's really all I want to... That's all I want a PS5 for. Just yeah, to play. That and Wolverine. Yeah. And... Yeah, like those are the only games I want to play. Before I got my PS5, the only the three games that I was like, I need to have a PS5 before these games come out was Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, and NCAA Football, or whatever they're calling it. I, because um, I guess they're getting easier to like find now. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was like right before Christmas, I was just like online, and uh, I think maybe on Twitter or something, they were like, oh... PS5s in stock at Walmart. Mm. So I went and like they, I was able to put in the cart. Yeah, the stock's I put it yeah. in my card information. Mm. And I was like, eh, no, I don't need it. But I want to, if I do get one, I want to get, because um, I don't like the controller layout. I don't like having mm. the sticks on there. So there's this controller I seen that was, it had the same layout as the Xbox. Mm. I was like, if I had this controller, I would play so many games on the PS5, like, no issue. But the controller was, like, $200. Damn. So I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, PlayStation all the way. I don't, there's something with the sticks down there that just, like... I think that's because that's all we had growing up. Like, we had the the first one, the second one. I bought the third one. I've had everyone. Yeah, I just like the, the Xbox sticks or... And then I found out that uh, Spider-Man 2 is only, only going to be a PS5 exclusive. Uh, so no PS4 at all. Mm. So I'm glad that I got mine when I did this fall. Maybe, hopefully, when it does come out, hopefully they'll have like a exclusive PS, like Spider-Man oh, PS5. Yeah, that'd be nice. If they do, I'm definitely buying one. I'll, I'll start saving money now. <laughs> I'll put $100 away each paycheck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be dope. Um, what else? I wanted to get um, Midnight Suns. Because mm. it was on sale, I think, for like the base... It was like forty six bucks or something, mm. and like the one with like all like the DLC and everything, I think was like sixty. Mm. And I wanted to get it, but I was like, I haven't beat Pokemon. I'm still playing um, High on Life, and <laughs> I haven't beat that. Mm. I was like, I don't have, I don't want to spend sixty bucks on a game I'm not gonna play for a while, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait on that, but just do everything that the PS Five like supposed to do, like. Yeah. 120 frames per second mm. and all that and i already noticed it like on the xbox games that i play that do it so i was like damn i want to get spider-man because i want to play like because when i borrowed your ps4 mm-hmm. um for some reason the the edges of the screen were always cut off so like mm. i couldn't see like part of it and it just the tv was just not made for it you know yeah but i want to play spider-man in 4k at 120 frames if they can do it and just see him swinging through like the city and mm-hmm. everything. I, I already told Ariel, I'm like, don't expect me to be in bed at the same time as you guys, because I'll make sure that you guys get to sleep, and I'm coming right back down here <laughs> when that game comes out. I uh, pre-ordered. This has gone off the rails. We're not even talking about comic book stuff, really. Yeah, you guys. If you guys are but, sticking around for this, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you guys are just hanging out to hang out. Um, but I, this is the last one. I pre-ordered. I shouldn't have. But I pre-ordered that Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. I haven't really... I've seen the, maybe the first trailer on that one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, that looks cool. And I never like watched any of the other new stuff. Yeah, it's all open world. Yeah. And then I was watching it 
they were doing like a gameplay thing with like one of the developers, I think. Mm. And he was like, if he's like anything in this game, if you can see it, you can get to it. Mm. So I was like, oh, that sounds kind of tight. And it's it's set like way before like Harry Potter and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I feel like they. I'm gonna wait on that one and see until it gets closer, mm-hmm. just to kind of see like, like what three people... weeks or something. Oh, is it? Yeah, next month. Oh, yeah. I want to see what um, like early reviews say and stuff like that. Yeah, I shouldn't have done it because of that notorious turf, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Shout out Scotty Ox. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. Cause I know she's getting a piece of that. Oh, of course. But damn, that game looked good, man. Yeah. Too yeah. damn good. I might get that. But uh, that was the end of the video game segment <laughs> for the Pets Podcast. This is not an every week thing. These first two weeks of the year that we're giving you guys. We're just shooting this shit, we're, you guys. We're just here. We're just hanging out. Just hanging out. <laughs> Catching up. <laughs> we haven't done this. We haven't recorded for probably over a month now. Yeah. Yeah, since like the beginning of December. So it's been over a month. So we're just sitting here shooting the shit. That's it. Thanks for kicking it. Thanks for hanging out. Share this with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Go to work and share it. Tell your coworkers whether they like it or not. Yeah. Most of my coworkers don't. <laughs> I, just, I slap our, our stickers on my work truck. <laughs> and every t- <coughs> Allegedly, I don't, I've never done this, but I know somebody that every time he stops at the gas station, he slaps one of our stickers on the pump. Oh, I should do that. Every time. I should just slap him everywhere I go. Yeah. If I, 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 I possibly have done it. Allegedly, somebody told me I did it. <laughs> Yo, you know what? So I, I got a thing in the mail the other day, right? From the San Joaquin County Courts. You guys better be listening up, right? I got something in the mail. They said, uh, you missed jury duty on this date. And this is us making a record of the fact that you missed it. First of all, bitch, you never sent me anything about jury duty. Because I would have known. I would have ignored the shit. But I would have at least known that I had it. Yeah. You guys never sent me anything. And then you sent me this threatening letter saying that you, you this is a, 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 it comes with a fine. Or you, you can serve jail time for missing jury duty, which is true. But you're not going to get me. So it says, uh, contact us so we can reschedule it for you. So I sent them an email, <laughs> and in the subject line, I put, allegedly missed jury duty. <laughs> and then the girl just emailed me back, like, hello quick, especially for a government agency. Like, why were you just waiting for this? And then she just emailed me back, and she was like, she was like, oh, you missed your jury duty day. And I was like, no, I didn't. I never got anything for it. And on her end, I'm sure she's like, that's what everybody says. Yeah. But not this time. <laughs> I never got anything. I never got anything. So she was like, I rescheduled it for the 18th. I was like, I, you didn't even give me a chance to see the day I was free. Like, what the hell is this all about? I, I think that's an, a new thing for you guys at County because my coworker lives in Tracy too. Mm-hmm. And she says she got the same notice. Normally, yeah, she just throws hers away. Yeah. But she got the letter. She's like, fine, I guess I have to go now. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> I got to go to sit in the courthouse for a whole day just for you guys to tell me, oh, we're not going to use you. Because I'm going to get out of it. Because when I, all of a sudden, when I show up at the courthouse, I'm homophobic, <laughs> heterophobic. 
I'm racist. I don't believe in the justice system. If I could, I would live off the grid. <laughs> Everything. I'm all the worst things. You just got to go in and say you're a sovereign citizen. <laughs> a sovereign citizen. And I don't recognize these courts. <laughs> this building is no different than Burger King. Too. <laughs> There's pork in the back. There's pork right here. Who is this guy? Why is he wearing this uniform? I don't believe in it. All right, folks. We'll let you guys go. If you haven't already left already. Bye-bye. <laughs>